At Baptist Health South Florida, it's our mission to care for you when you're injured or sick and help you stay healthy and fit. Welcome to the Baptist Health Talk podcast, where our respected experts bring you timely, practical health and wellness information to improve your family's quality of life. Welcome Baptist Health Talk podcast listeners. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Fialco. I'm a preventative cardiologist and lipidologist at Miami Cardiac and Vascular Institute, where I'm also Chief of Cardiology at Baptist Hospital and the Chief Population Health Officer at Baptist Health. There are many great reasons why the holiday season is called the most wonderful time of the year. But while holiday preparations and gatherings can be fun, they can also be stressful, putting a strain on your physical and mental health. Studies have even shown that heart attacks are more frequent around Christmas and New Year's. What can you do to combat the stress of the season and make the holidays merry and bright? In today's podcast, I'll share some great advice I got recently when I hosted an episode of Baptist Health's Resource Live program. My guests were Carlos Peña Herrera, MD, Associate Medical Director at Baptist Health Hospital in Doral, Carmen Barese, a psychotherapist with Community Health and Wellness at Baptist Health, and Dr. Andrea Vitello, a preventative cardiologist at Miami Cardiac and Vascular Institute. Let's hear what they had to say. Let's kick it off, Carlos, with a question um, uh, to you. We know that getting together for the holidays is stressful enough, and now we're throwing a pandemic into the mix. We could say it's normal for people to feel particularly stressed this time of year. When it comes to family gatherings, are there any precautions that one should take um, regarding the pandemic and stress? When it comes to getting together safely, uh, the key thing is to keep in mind the well-being of yourself and your loved ones. Um, so if you are going to do a gathering, ideally do it in an outdoor setting uh, or a well-ventilated place. And then if you are having any symptoms um, uh, or concern potentially of any recent exposure, it'd be best to, to stay away. I think that's a great recommendation. I mean, people will sometimes want the urge to be with family to over, uh, it can override common sense. So if someone's feeling a little sick or ill, um, stay at home. Somebody hearing my congestion and I developed just a respiratory cold. Fortunately, it wasn't COVID a few days ago and I had to cancel a bunch of family obligations um, because I didn't want to expose people. So um, I think Carlos, your, your recommendations are not just COVID related, but with any kind of uh, infectious illness. Wouldn't that, be, wouldn't that be true? Correct. Yeah, great. Carmen, um, some people think um, that they tend to feel more depressed or anxious during certain seasons. Is there such a thing as seasonal depression? Interesting enough, there is a clinical term known as seasonal affective disorder that basically what, what it means is that you're experiencing the symptoms of depression. Now, what makes it different from depression is that it starts off during the fall season, lasts through the winter months, and then once spring and summer comes, it, the symptoms kind of go away. Now, there's a majority, and, it, and you tend to see it more up north, and some people will experience the symptoms in the spring and summer, but for the most part, you'll see the symptoms arise in fall and winter, and then it happens consecutive. So it's not that just one winter you're starting to feel depressed, you'll see it reoccurring. It's fascinating. Is it related to anything in the environment, or is it related to uh, festivities time of year? Is that anyone able to uh, address why it occurs? It's related to the change in season and also like think of the location. So Alaska and up north where there, there's more rain and it's more gloomy. So that affects our, our vitamin D levels. So if we're getting less exposure to the sun, that plays a role with, with our hormones and our, our levels of kind of mood. And we may feel a little less, a little more lethargic and moody. So it does play a role where we're at and the, the season. 
which is why it's attributed to seasonal depression. Um, it's also a great time to mention that Baptist Health is providing free mental health visits this holiday season via the Baptist Health Care and Demand app. Use the code MINDWELL for anyone in the community. That's MINDWELL, one word, M-I-N-D-W-E-L-L. The promo code's valid through January 31st, uh, 2022. Um, over to you, uh, Andrea. The pandemic has increased anxiety levels um, and combined with the normal stress of the holidays, it could take a toll on heart health. How does stress affect the heart? Great question. You know, stress is something that we all encounter every day. And this is just how our body, you know, deals with a certain situation. We release certain stress hormones like cortisol and epinephrine to be able to survive a stressful situation. And for a, a small period of time, that's probably very beneficial to be able to deal with a stressor. But in the long run, if you have prolonged exposure to cortisol and epinephrine levels that can actually be very harmful to the cardiovascular system. Cortisol raises blood sugar. Um, it increases blood pressure. Epinephrine raises heart rate. And those combination of factors, elevated blood sugar, elevated heart rate, elevated blood pressure can actually be very detrimental to the cardiovascular system. In addition to that, beyond just the stress hormone response to stress, there are changes within our own behaviors for how we cope with uh, changes to stress in our life. And so some of these behaviors may not be so healthy, including increased tobacco and alcohol use, eating too much, um, sort of the uh, stress eating type of behavior, or maybe not eating the right types of foods, um, lack of physical activity, just because the stress seems to take over your, your time and, and you can't do, really uh, include uh, physical activity into your, your regular routine. Um, changes in weight, not taking medications regularly, maybe because of forgetting them, or even maybe changes in your sleep um, can all negatively impact the cardiovascular system. And in very rare circumstances, but really in extreme situations, there can be um, a very profound response to stress, so-called the broken heart syndrome, but that's a, it's a rare cause um, and tends to be reversible, but can cause uh, cardiomyopathy or a weakened heart and sometimes even heart failure. So you talk about um, um, quite a few components and there's hormonal components, so it's real physiology. When people are feeling that extra level of stress, they shouldn't beat themselves up, they shouldn't dismiss it, it's really happening. And then you talked about certain behaviors um, that happen during holiday time, which we can get into as well, um, that might make things worse. Um, so it's a real phenomenon uh, is, is the take home point. It's something we see as providers and, and people really experience. Um, yeah, so, so Carmen, you know, if, if, if here we're talking about the holidays. It's supposed to be such a wonderful time of the year. Um, but here we're talking about physical manifestations of, of stress through holiday time and, and other psychological manifestations. Um, what is it about the holidays that makes people feel so, so anxious and nervous uh, in your experience? When we think about the holidays, it's a change from our day-to-day -day life. And just like Andrea mentioned, it's it's a response to, a ch to change and an exposure to something new. So when we think about whether we're feeling anxious or stressed, we may see it in our body, physical symptoms, but really what it comes down to is also how we're thinking about the situation. So oftentimes when it comes to holidays, we may be setting up some unrealistic expectations or high of expectations that cause us to feel more anxious and more stressed. In addition to that, another factor that, that may contribute to the elevated level of stress is think of the cost and the financial pressure that takes place during this time, whether it be traveling, hosting, gifts, 
all that plays a role and contributes to the increased level of, of anxiety, whether we perceive it or, or even think about it or create more pressure for ourselves. I think that's well said. It's the change in the routine. Everyone has coping mechanisms between work and finances and family relationships and their own personal needs. And then it gets disrupted with having to go to busy shopping centers for, 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 for presents or scheduling uh, 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 vendors and family occasions. And of course, financially. And, and even in our cardiology practice, we would always say between Thanksgiving and Christmas, the anxiety level would creep up. People would want everything at the last minute. Deductibles were met. So if they have a medical problem, they would want it to be handled before the year is out. So I think these are all driving these types of um, um, trends in the stress that we're all seeing. And I think now we can pursue what we can do to mitigate it, which would be the next part of the conversation. So to Carlos, um, um, in terms of getting staying safe through the holidays, let's talk specifically now about um, booster shots um, and flu shots. And should people put those off because the holidays are coming up? No, John, I think right now would be the time to have even more of a push to get these booster shots for COVID and then for the influenza virus. We're seeing more and more flu cases um, just throughout the community. And um, the CDC guidelines now are recommending that adults 18 years of age or older receive the COVID booster. If you had received the Moderna or Pfizer vaccine six months after that second uh, dose, or if you received the Johnson & Johnson vaccine two months after that first dose. Um, that's really just trying to protect as we see these new variants uh, popping up um, both globally and uh, locally. Um, at the end of the day, we want to make sure that the holidays are as safe and fun as possible for, for everyone. And the vaccine, as you're saying, getting that shot, the booster and the shot, uh, just doesn't just protect you, but the, your family members who you'll be engaged with during the holidays. Speak a little bit, though, about potential side effects. We do know that people do have some side effects from the, the shots. So when people get a shot, should there be any planning involved regarding timing? Yeah, so if ideally possible, uh, you would have maybe a day or two uh, as a buffer. Um, you might develop some muscle aches, fever, headache, uh, typical cold symptoms. Uh, your body, when it receives a booster or the vaccine shot, uh, is basically gearing up those immune systems to try to fight off the virus if and when you are exposed to it. Uh, so it's not uh, abnormal to feel those symptoms. Um, and if you do in that case, it's always nice to have a, a day of rest if possible. So, uh, Andrea, you mentioned um, um, broken heart syndrome and acute intense stress, which can lead to heart dysfunction, which resolves. What about some of the other things that we hear in the cardiac world, the um, Christmas coronary or, or holiday heart? Can you just speak to that a little bit? But more importantly, what are the symptoms one may experience that we would recommend they then say, I need to get taken care of? So holiday heart and uh, Christmas coronary are certainly sometimes seasonal related cardiovascular disorders, seemingly, um, but holiday heart really speaks to an alcohol-induced arrhythmia. And said another way, um, it's really associated with um, increased amounts of alcohol intake, which can negatively affect the heart rhythm. And so people can present with atrial fibrillation. That's the very common um, heart rhythm disorder. Um, specifically because of alcohol, increased alcohol use in someone without other evidence of cardiovascular disease. And so atrial fibrillation oftentimes presents with the feelings of a rapid heartbeat or an irregular heartbeat, maybe sometimes the feeling that you might not be able to catch your breath or that you feel a little bit anxious or jumpy, or that even your chest might feel like it's quivering a little bit. 
Um, usually this is a reversible disorder if you uh, stop drinking alcohol or dramatically reduce the amount of alcohol that you are consuming. Um, but if it's left untreated, it can actually cause heart failure or other cardiovascular disorders. So very important to, to recognize the signs and symptoms of this and recognize if maybe this is why you might be experiencing um, holiday heart, uh, so to speak. And there's not really one test that you can check that says, oh, that's definitely holiday heart. It's really, you know, an EKG would be able to diagnose an, an abnormal heart rhythm disorder um, and then putting everything in context that could help you understand this is maybe what's going on. Um, a Christmas coronary, as you mentioned, is something slightly different. And as you know, around the times of the holidays, there's an, a spike in um, in stress and cardiovascular disease. There's a peak in cardiovascular death, specifically around the December, January timeframe. And there's a lot of factors that are responsible for this. Increased emotional stress, overindulgence, poor dietary choices, respiratory problems, maybe the, the viral infection doesn't necessarily have to be COVID related, but other viral infections um, being around particular matter, um, you know, a wood burning fireplace, for instance, if you're visiting someone, you're not usually around that, that can lead to respiratory disorders. Um, and these can certainly increase the risk for cardiac events. And, you know, lastly, delaying or delaying seeking medical care for symptoms that you might not be fully aware of, or just trying to ignore until the holiday festivities are over is particularly dangerous. Um, so really not wanting to ruin anyone's holiday plans. So they wait until the family's gone before they seek um, medical care for, for instance, a heart attack. And those signs and symptoms of a heart attack can be chest discomfort, pain, pressure, heaviness, tightness, difficulty breathing. Those are some of the symptoms, but really delaying seeking medical care for that can substantially raise your risk for a very serious cardiovascular event. I think your last comment is, is most cogent. I'm sure Carlos can agree. We always know in the cardiology world, the busiest day is not Christmas day. It's, it's after Christmas, it's after new year's. And the, the vast majority of the people coming in with cardiac conditions, they started prior to the holiday. And obviously that can lead to more catastrophic uh, concerns. So not denying your symptoms and getting them checked out. No one wants to be in the hospital during the holidays but obviously your health and getting it checked out is more important and will allow you to have more holidays with your family in the future. So, so keep that point in mind uh, above all the others. Um, so now some tips on how we can manage the stress. So Carmen, how, what tips can one take to manage the stress levels um, that occur during the holiday season? A good place to start is to acknowledge how you're feeling and to recognize that you're not the only one that's feeling a little bit more stress during the holidays or during this season. Once you do that, you can practice some tips that'll be helpful to help minimize some of the some of the added stress or anxiety that you may be feeling. For example, one of the things that you could do is reach out or identify who you can go for for help. So here's a scenario. Um, you find you order five presents, you realize they won't make it on time. Amazon won't have them delivered on time. So now you have to resort to curbside pickup and you're finding yourself having to drive all over South Florida in two days. So identify who you, who you can reach out to, maybe a friend, a family member that lives near the Target or the store that you need to pick up the, the gift from and ask for help. Another thing that could be helpful is if you're feeling isolated or alone, Find out there's group of there's support available online. You mentioned the code for virtual counseling or opportunities to volunteer, especially during this time of we're feeling a little disconnected or isolated. 
don't wait until it's too late or your symptoms get worse to to get get the help. Uh, another tip that that may be helpful is to be flexible. Sometimes we set up these expectations for ourselves. We're not perfect, and neither are holidays. So be flexible, and mistakes may happen, and and roll with it. That that'll help ease some of the normative stress and and even the heightened anxiety that we'll we'll experience during this time. And lastly, it's okay to say no. During this time, we'll get a lot of invitations, we'll get a lot of requests, and we may find ourselves spreading ourselves thin. But remind yourself, it's okay to say no and ask for help and seek support if needed. So so as we've spoken about um, emotional uh, components of of stress and holiday time and, and physiological components, you know, one thing that really happens, of course, are injuries. So Carlos, what, what kind of injuries do you see in the emergency department during the holidays? And would there be any kind of precautions that one should take to avoid holiday season-related uh, injuries? Yeah, so the holidays um, are very active for many people in terms of running to get presents, putting up decorations. Um, we do see a lot more traumatic injuries. So from fender benders to falling off of ladders while you're trying to put Santa Claus on the roof. Um, or lacerations or cuts due to cutting Christmas wrapping paper. Um, you know, I think it's a good thing to take pause when we're doing our activities. Take your time. Uh, a lot of times we're just rushing to try to get to the next task, uh, especially during this holiday season where we aim to please our loved ones and family members. And we sometimes lose track of taking care of ourselves. Um, so really just taking your time, I think, um, during this time. And uh, if there's any concern or you do think you need to seek attention, not delaying it, as it was mentioned earlier. Now, again, back to the heart, you, you uh, elucidated various drivers of stress and cardiac conditions um, during the holidays. What are things one can do during holiday seasons to decrease the chances of any cardiac issues? As you mentioned, John, avoiding some of those triggers, including increased alcohol, tobacco, those types of uh, substances. But, you know, they can come in in hidden forms as well. You know, you might receive a, a gift, the gift basket that has holiday ham or, or processed meats. And those tend to be very um, uh, bad for cardiovascular health. And um, being mindful of the types of foods that you are consuming. Uh, eggnog has uh, a lot of eggs and high fat dairy, which is not so good for cardiovascular health. A lot of cheese loaded with sodium and cholesterol. Hopping for a more plant-based diet. Um, in making those types of dietary choices. Um, in addition, when you are being invited to go to various holiday festivities, um, don't go to a party hungry. You might want to plan in advance what your, your strategy for um, you know, eating at that event might be. Fill your plate only once. Don't go back for seconds or thirds. Um, maybe pick one thing that you, you might want to indulge on for the holiday season, but don't do it excessively. Not two, three, four, five, 12 days of, of holiday indulgence maybe just the one time, um, try to stick to healthy exercise habits. So if you go for a walk every day for 15 minutes, try to stick to that and know that it's just as important as everything that you do every single day. Um, and uh, again, don't delay seeking help if you notice symptoms that seem out of the norm for, for you. Well, it's great information, guys. I'll, I'll ask you if you have any uh, final comments, anything you want to add that wasn't said or restate uh, a, a priority. Uh, Carmen, final, any final comments or thoughts? Sure. A quote that came into mind, a saying is, you can do anything, but not everything. And I think that's important as we go into the holiday season to keep that in mind. We mentioned and highlighted that taking care of ourselves and prioritizing our health 
And sometimes that stress related to holiday, we may not put our, not pay attention to kind of our thoughts and, and how we're feeling. So keep that in mind and prioritize not only your health, and also what needs to go on to plan accordingly for the holidays. Plan ahead and be kind to yourself, especially during the season. To our listeners, remember that you can send us your comments and suggestions for future topics at Baptist Health Talk at baptisthealth.net. That's baptisthealthtalk at baptisthealth.net. On behalf of everyone at Baptist Health, thanks for listening and have a safe and healthy holiday season. Find additional valuable health and wellness information on our resource blog at baptisthealth.net slash news. And be sure to interact with us on our social media channels for live and upcoming events. This podcast is brought to you by Baptist Health South Florida, healthcare that cares.